Chanted from high and low, I've looked him in the eye. I dream about the perfect way to make this devil die. Come taste my blade, you manky bear, for gobbling up my leg. I'll hunt you, then I'll skin you, hang your noggin on a peg. Mordu, 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 mordu. You're ancient as the highlands and as unforgiven too. Mordu, 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 mordu. Now the time has come for all of us to slaughter you. It's bigger than a Cullen Cullen Hello, greetings everyone. Michael Felscher here doing another one of my late night movie reviews. Uh, tonight we will be doing the new film from Pixar Animation Studios, Brave, which is going to be uh, hopefully uh, a very satisfying uh, night. Uh, I've, I'm a big Pixar fan, big animation fan in general, but a huge Pixar fan. I've loved pretty much everything they've done, even the ones that I haven't loved, loved, primarily the, the two Cars movies. I've still enjoyed a great deal. I'll have to get onto the Cars thing sometime. Uh, I don't understand that universe. That's the thing that keeps bothering me is the Cars are all alive and everything's run and operated by Cars, and yet the Cars are still the Cars that were built for humans. They still have doors and steering wheels and and everything, so it's like, at what point did the cars rise up and eat all the humans? I mean, what I want to see is, if they do a third Cars movie, I want there to be, I want there to be rise of the cars. I want to see the cars become sentient and take over and destroy all of humanity, and then, you know, take over the planet for themselves. Because there's some, there's some information that just keeps bugging me. It's like that, that, Jerry Seinfeld B-movie. I never saw it because I couldn't get past the shot in the trailer where the bees were driving around in cars inside the, uh, inside the hive. They're, they're, they're fucking bees. What do they need to... They don't need cars. They can fly. I mean, why do they... Oh, don't get me started on shit like this. Anyway, uh, Brave is more of a conventional... This is actually looks like Pixar's take on what would be standard Disney material. Uh, it's sort of the uh, the prince, you know, the, the girl who's bound to become a princess and has to, you know, it's more of an enchanted forest kind of thing. But I'm not really sure if that's what it is or not. Um, visually, it looks fantastic, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, if this one holds up and continues their winning streak. I would have seen it last Thursday night at midnight, but there wasn't a midnight show near me that I could go to. The only place that was showing it was the Imagine Royal Oak in 3D. They didn't have a conventional 2D showing, so, you know, fuck them. And that just brings up another topic, which I touched upon in my Madagascar review. You know, there's a lot of adult fans of animation out there, not just me, and especially for the Pixar films. And it would be nice if the theaters locally made later screenings available for these movies. Now, it's not like I'm asking them to do anything that they're not doing for any other films out there. Like tonight, uh, it's um, it's Tuesday night, a few days after the film opened. It is, uh, and I don't, I don't know what goddamn day it is. And it's, you know, I've managed to find a 10-20 screening at the MJR off of Van Dyke. And that's the latest screening I could find during a weekday. Now, that's not too bad. That's actually pretty decent. 
but there's actually other movies playing at several other theaters nearby that start as late as 11 o'clock that are playing Brave, but they stop showing Brave at 9 o'clock. And the movie just opened. It was the number one movie in the country, so don't tell me it's because the, the theater hasn't dedicated space for it. I, I don't know. It just seems to be a prejudice. They just assume that you know, no one's going to come and see Brave late at night. And the, I tried to see a midnight showing over the weekend. Again, it was the options were very, very limited. And I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I want to be able to see these movies without having to deal with as much of the screaming kid factor as possible. I mentioned that on Madagascar. And you know, I can guarantee you tonight, there's probably going to be at least two or three kids in there, even as late as this. You know, school's out. There's no... Uh, you know, there's no reason that the kids can't be out that late. I'm going to have to deal with a bunch of bullshit tonight. But if I don't see it, uh, you know, if I don't see it now, I, I'm going to end up waiting a whole other week. And it's just, I don't want to do that. I love I love seeing these movies as soon as possible. So, you know, I'm on my way there now. I'm running a little bit behind. So I should be there just right when the movie starts. So that's why I'm doing my little preamble now. Um, as far as expectations... Uh, it's Pixar, so I can't help but have very high expectations because their track record is really unparalleled in just not just animation, but in filmmaking in general. Very few studios have ever done this many successful films in a row. They've had number one openings. I think all their films have had number one openings. And uh, this one continued the streak. It's gotten a lot of good reviews. The reviews that haven't liked it uh, seem to be disappointed at two things. One, they were expecting more more of an ambitious take on the story than, um, than, than apparently what is delivered, or some people feel it's, it's a little bit too conventional. And also, apparently, there's a I don't I'll say a twist, but there's a, uh, the, the story takes something of a turn at some point and some people didn't like that very much. Or a, a plot point gets introduced that someone you know, some people aren't like, enjoying very much. And that seems to be pretty much the two bones of contention. You know, I, they may be they may be right. I all I'm expecting is Pixar's traditional adherence to the you know the excellence and standard of storytelling that they've set down. As long as the characters are interesting and the stories are tight and really well done, whether it's the most ambitious thing in the world. I mean, they can't. It seems to me like they're deliberately going for a very specific type of animated film here. It feels very much of a piece with Snow White or Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty in, in certain ways but at the same time they're going to put their own spin on it so I don't know how ambitious it has to be. I think it's a matter of do they get the characters right? Do they get the humor right? Do they get the dramatic part right? Do they make the balance work? And you know we'll see. I mean who knows? I may come out of this I may come out of this thinking, what a, what a pile of crap, they really missed it. But I just don't think that's going to happen. So you might say I'm somewhat predisposed to liking this movie. Fair enough. Um, but uh, at the same time, I think I'll know it if I don't like it. And uh, we'll see what, what, what comes of it. I, I don't really foresee there being a, uh, a huge disappointment here. Uh, but I am seeing a 2D screening. Apparently the 3D is what it is, but it's not going over particularly well. With so it, Apparently it was something of an underwhelming element of the box office. The people didn't come out in droves for the 3D on this, which may just be that people are 3D'd out at this point. Almost everything this summer has been 3D, and 
you know, I guess people just didn't want to, to go for it this time, but, you know, who knows. I am no expert in that particular field. So, it's about 10.17, I've got about 8 minutes till the show starts, but I'm only about 5 minutes away, so I should be able to make it. And, um, we shall see how this all goes, and, uh, hopefully I won't come on here after the break going, fucking kids ruin the movie, but, you know... I was going to have to see it sometime, so 10.20 on a weekday is about as good as the chances I'm going to have. So, Anyway, I am uh, going to go see Brave, the latest Pixar Animation Studios film, here in a few minutes, and I will report back once the movie is done. See you guys in a little bit. Alright everybody, I am back. Uh, it has uh, been a couple hours since I went into the theater to go see Brave, the latest Pixar Animation Studios effort, and I was just thrilled with it, uh, to say the least. Uh, kind of knew going in I was going to enjoy it, but the movie is just, again, to say it's visually impressive at this point with Pixar, I mean, that goes without saying. It's almost like you take them for granted, which you really shouldn't. But the animation is so expressive and so masterful and so detailed. I mean, the, her hair, the, the lead character, Princess uh, 
Merida, it, her her hair, her fiery red hair alone will win an Oscar, I think, just for animation. It's so amazingly detailed. Uh, the movie is, in many ways, a conventional story. It's, it is, like I said before, it's, it's Pixar's take on sort of the Disney boilerplate of the princess who kind of comes into her own and and the princess in this movie is merida who's a part of a scottish kingdom and then the other clans come and they present their suitors to her and she doesn't want to get married to any of these people because she doesn't know who they are she wants to have her freedom and be her own you know be her own woman the queen her mother the queen has no desire to listen to anything she says it's all about tradition and you have to do exactly what we've always done it's what i did and the the father, which is voiced by Billy Connolly, who I think had to be cast for this movie, uh, he's he's very funny because he 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 sees both sides of it, but he doesn't want to get involved in it. You know, he's a typical he's a typical husband and a dad at the same time. He doesn't want to get involved. Just like just uh, come on, can't you guys just get along? And he's he's very very funny in the movie. But and it's actually interesting. All these other films, the parents are almost always dead. Or one of the parents is dead. If it's not the father, it's the mother. You know, some tragedy. Here, that's not the case. It's actually a very happy family. And uh, it's... it's The movie... You think it's going to head in a certain direction, but it does take an interesting turn about halfway through. And I, I think this is the... I'm not going to reveal it here what it is, but there's a, a transformation that goes on with one of the characters that apparently is throwing some people or it's causing some people not to enjoy the movie as much. I thought it was a delightful uh, switch up because it puts the movie in a completely new direction. Pixar, even with slight physical, you know, changes and just little, you know, cock of the eye and a, a, even a, a turn of the head can do so much with characterization that so many other studios just never bother to do. And this movie is a prime example of that. There's, there's, um, just some amazing character work being done here. And any concerns you would have about the plot not being the most, you know, original thing in the world, I mean, who gives a shit? It, th- this is really a remarkable piece in, in just about every way. Uh, the voice work is across the board spectacular, as you would expect. Uh, Kelly McDonald, who voices Merida. I mean, Merida, I think, is going to become every little girl's favorite new animated character of all time. I mean, she is, what I like about her is that she's not, it's not the, the typical Disney princess where it's all about finding love and finding a man to complete her or some shit like that. There's none of that is present here whatsoever. She's spunky and she's feisty and at times she's wrong in the movie and she makes mistakes, but she's smart enough to realize those mistakes and try to make up for them. And uh, it's, again, I, I, I just had a ball. I absolutely had a ball with this movie. It is uh it's everything you would want from a a Pixar Disney esque film. I mean it's like I said, it's it it takes the tropes of a of a of a Disney classic and turns them on its ear and does its own thing with them. And this feels very much like a Pixar movie. This does not feel like their attempt to shoehorn themselves into uh, a Disney slipper, shall we say. It is, it's very much their own thing, and it's visually stunning. The music uh, by Patrick Doyle is probably his best work yet. Patrick Doyle has worked on uh, tons of films, probably best known for, I think he did Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, and he also did uh, all of Kenneth Branagh's films. 
it's hard to kind of wrap your head around some films like this sometimes because they so much energy and so much heart and so much love has been poured into this thing that it just leaves you with a big warm smile on your face after it's over. And I will say this, there is a credit cookie. There is a scene that comes at the very end, and that was the only one in the theater that stayed for it. Granted, there weren't that many people in the theater tonight, which, thank God, and there were no kids. I dodged that bullet. But no one stayed for the the end credit cookie, and it's worth staying around for. So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Brave, yes, there is something at the end that you need to, uh, to stick around for. I would like, however, to also pay special note to uh, the tradition that Pixar has of having a short film in front of all their movies. Uh, the one this time is called La Luna. And I'm not going to say a, th- a single thing about it, except that it, it is such a wonderful little bit of fantasy that it's the, only, it's the type of thing that Pixar does so well where they take familiar concepts and, and ideas and images you've seen in storybooks and they've, they've translated it somehow into a short film by using just iconography and, and, and certain established images that have been with us our whole lives and turning them upside down a little bit. Um, it is, it's, a, it's such a sweet little short. Not one word I don't think is spoken through the whole thing. And I'm not going to say a single thing about it except to say that it was the perfect opener to this movie. And it's, I think, ten minutes long. The score by Michael Giacchino might be his best work to date as a composer. And that's saying a lot, considering what this man has done, uh, especially for Pixar, you know, with Up and The Incredibles. He did Star Trek for J.J. Abrams. I mean, this guy has emerged as one of the the best composers working today. And the ten minutes he did here for La Luna almost had me in tears. It was that good. It was it was just just beautiful. The whole the the way I can sum up this whole experience is just beautiful. It was um it was actually better than I thought it was gonna be. For some reason I wasn't super Jones to see this. I mean I wanted to see it. I was happy to see it. It was a Pixar film. I've got a certain level of excitement for that. But this one, again, they they've never failed to impress me on just the ability to tell a really fun story. And this one sticks. This one really sticks. This one is not like one of the Cars movies where it's more of a, just sort of a lark and something just, just you know, to be have a little bit more fun with and kind of an indulgence on the director's part just to say, hey, I want to, I like Cars, so here's have a, a fun story about Cars, which is sort of an aberration in Pixar land, really. That's not usually what they do. This one is much more of a return to just their practice in the beautiful art of storytelling. There's just no one else that does it as well as they do. Uh, I hope this makes a a billion dollars for them. Anyway, uh, that's all I really have to say. I don't really have any bitching to to go over here. Um, This was a very positive experience overall. No audience issues, no other... You know, my my existing complaint stands about uh, having later showings of the animated movies, but this worked out well. So... There you go. I'll leave you with that. Uh, but my next film, I'm pretty sure, and we'll see if this turns out to be the case or not, um, there are some other films that are out right now I might check out, but I can guarantee you I will be seeing the movie Ted next. 
Uh, and I might see a midnight show of that, depending because I'm going out of town this weekend. I might see Ted on a midnight show before I leave, because I really want to see Ted. If you don't know anything about Ted, look it up. I'll save it for next time. But I'm very interested in seeing how that movie turns out. But for now, go see Brave. Pixar wins it again. Another another successful notch in their belt. And I will uh, talk to you all again sooner, hopefully, rather than later. Bye-bye.